Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, my sweet friends. I am so excited to talk to you today really about mindfulness and pain. And I want to talk to you about the where or with like the origins of pain, where pain shows up in our brains, knowing that we all experience pain. And I'm going to be talking about physical and emotional pain. It's just going to be so much fun. So I I think this is this has been weighing on my mind in that I have been experiencing um, some intense pain, living with a chronic illness. Those of you out there that join me in this, this challenge and this be really learning these lessons again and again, how to be present and mindful in our pain, it visits us frequently. And others of you out there that might be listening might experience intermittent pain but it often blindsides us whenever it happens in those moments of pain. And before I get started, some of you have heard me talk about this and I'm fascinated and I'm going to link to the studies in the show notes and also in the text, um, in the blog post about this, that we know that people feel emotional pain and physical pain in the same areas of the brain. It's, it's wild. It, the same areas get activated. It's the anterior insula and the anterior cingulate cortex. That's this, those are so easy for me to say, right? And in one study, these were activated in like an experimental situation as it relates to social rejection from peers. So they could see it. In another study, the same regions were activated and they could see it in an fMRI when they viewed pictures of a former, former partner after a breakup. They can see it's the same areas that um, we experience physical pain. So while I'll be talking about physical pain today and how to breathe and feel it, I want you to remember that pain is pain is pain, right? And I love talking um, again about another study. This is so fascinating, I think, where people took Tylenol or acetaminophen, I think I should really say, versus a placebo daily for three weeks to deal with a recent social rejection. And I think it was different in all types. But those that took the Tylenol, I need to say acetaminophen, reported fewer hurt feelings during that period. So after scanning their brains in a MRI machine, um, at the end of that experiment, the acetaminophen takers had less activation in guess the anterior insula and interior cingulate cortex. I don't know why those are so hard for me. Um, And now this isn't to say to go out and pop some Tylenol, of course, it's just merely to make a point and, and we'll come back to this. And you guys all know that I'm also deeply influenced by the work of Bezel van der Kolk and his 
his um, book, The Body Keeps the Score. And I'm not going to get into trauma here, but we will get into trauma um, at a, on a later um, episode, right? But we know that pain is both physical and an emotional experience. This just happened. I hit my head on a cabinet and I felt the physical pain, right? I was, oh, I stood up and I felt the physical pain, but I also felt the emotional pain of like, I'm so clumsy, this is my fault, or I wanted to blame the person that didn't shut the, like we can see how that, like that's a direct experience that all of us have, we've stumped our toes, we've done something silly, we're mad at someone for not shutting the cabinet or not putting the something away. Um, but we also know that emotional pain doesn't just hurt us psychologically, it hurts our bodies. And I'm reading, again, look at me, um, reading from the library, When the Body Says No, Understanding the Stress Disease Connection by Gabor Mate, um, and really knowing that emotional pain hurts inside. We know that the brain is interconnected with the rest of the body via the brainstem and the spinal cord. And Dar Darwin wrote about the experience of emotions in our body. And I can't remember 1872 or something. I'm going to look that up. Via, and also the vagus nerve. He wrote about the vagus nerve. We know that 95% of our serotonin storage area or 95% of our ser serotonin is located in our gut, not in our brain. We also know that the circulatory and lymphatic systems carry neurotransmitters. So if you're having problems, if you're stuck, every cell in our body is linked via the nervous system. And as such, it can be sensed and felt, whether we actually are aware of it or know it or recognize it or want to admit it or not. And so I have spent a lot of my life, adult life, but I, I want to talk about this, considering the way in which emotions are embodied. I first, in graduate school, I started a yoga practice, and I found emotion in my yoga poses. I saw people, when I was teaching, cry in specific poses. Emotions have a motor component right? We know that the, well, no, some of us know that the anterior cingulate is located right next to the premotor area, which begins the processing, the forming of emotional expression in the body. And so the premotor area connects to the motor cortex above it, and then specifically back to the muscles, right? And so we understand that where we feel and how we feel, and that is all connect, connected deep in our brain and deep in the viscera of our body. I went to a uh, yoga journal conference and heard this incredible um, Dr. Beaufort. She's a psychologist who teaches about yoga, but also teaches how we can um, process anxiety and depression through yoga poses, through bringing um, calming to our nervous system and balancing the sympathetic and parasympathetic systems and understanding what we do in these moments. 
But I want to talk about today specifically mindfulness and understanding that we need mindfulness to bring awareness to the pain, to accept the pain, to recognize the emotional component of pain and how we, right, we, we process it as both our, our, right, our emotional pain often shows up as physical symptoms, even as young, I was in elementary school and I would get sick if I was nervous. I would have stomach distress if I had feelings of insecurity or rate all of the things. We deal with threats in ways that elevate our heart rate and our blood pressure. We feel a sense of unease in our chest and pain. We know, I mean, and this is just so interesting. We see it in people's bodies that when we are hurt, we, right, we, we curve in, we protect our heart. We have downcast postures, which are muscular ways of protecting that heart from closing the self off, from fully engaging in the world. And so we see this. We see how social connection or lack thereof has cardiovascular and health problems. My, you guys know last week was about hurry sickness and how a cardiologist had discovered that. And with physical pain, we'd be in deep trouble if we couldn't locate it in our body, right? We had the direct experience of feeling it. You'd go to the doctor and you'd say, well, I feel pain, but I don't know where it's at. How would we know how to deal with that pain? Like how to favor one side of our body or not move our shoulder if we didn't understand where that pain was? We also know that emotional pain. Yes, Tylenol or Xanax or anything will help us temporarily, but it won't take away the unresolved feelings that don't go away, that haven't been seen or expressed in order to move, to process the grief, the anger, or even feel the happiness in our bodies? How do we get, move the pain out of our bodies, move the emotions out of our bodies? And so we, we well, we just understand. I love mindfulness. I love yoga. I love wild, um, you know, movement, shaking it out to get those emotions out of our bodies or even just shaking. So I've been recently, right, experiencing intense physical pain, as I explained, and I've been using mindfulness to help me cope. And this is why I wanted to offer this up to you. We know from John Kabat-Zinn's work that it is helpful, it is research-based, and that there are three important steps to feeling into the pain. These are the three I use. Um, there are so many different tools, exercises, but I just want to briefly um, explain these, and then I will give, um, I will, you'll just see. So the first step in really feeling into that physical pain and 
and bringing mindfulness into our physical pain is investigating it. We find and sense where we are holding the pain. We are conditioned to want to escape, right? We use distraction techniques. And, and, and this is our option at times, our only option at times. So we have to recognize that. But what if you could learn to find and feel the pain and not tense up? And I mean, this is, is, is in the way that I have to live. We, we also hear this in holistic childbirth classes, right? You got to feel the pain. You can't tighten up, creates more pain. And I love to use the body scan exercise, which I'm going to make. A, I've done it um, for YouTube so you can go through that to find and feel the pain. And mindfulness shows that we can't release the tension if we don't find it, if we don't locate it, and that we can practice feeling, like we find it, we investigate where it's at, and imagine riding the waves with it, with that observation. So it's, and I often, when I'm investigating and being mindful and remembering, I really see it as, like, I see the pain as waves, and I don't attach to it. I know that other people say, see it as ripples in a pond, right? But I feel the pain. I feel it washed back. I feel the intense pain. I feel it washed back. Learning to go to the pain, to, to do a body scan to find the pain seems so counterintuitive, right? But it's, it's, it is the first step in healing. We know that what we resist persists. Thank you, Carl Jung. And even as the Buddha taught that where there is resistance, there is suffering. So that first step is investigation. The second step is just feeling it. I want you to work with any emotional reaction to the pain. So you're feeling the pain, you're finding it in your body. You notice that the steps to feeling uh, your physical pain is really the steps to feeling your emotional pain that I teach those five steps. I've just simplified it because when you're in pain, you've got to bottom line it, right? We live in a society that can often condition us to ignore the existence of our emotions or of pain. We distract, we resist. You've heard me talk about this over and over again. And mindfulness offers us tools to work with our emotions that come up with the pain, such as anger and injustice and sadness and confusion and grief and anxiety and fear and all the things, right? I often will have to like identify the feelings come up with how it's a cognitive distortion. With mindfulness, we learn to acknowledge and accept them. We learn to feel them. And the third step in being mindful in the physical pain is to deal with one moment of pain at a time. This includes living in the present. So many of us jump to the future. Um, someone was telling in the Courageous Life Society, and I loved it, like, this is my life now mentality. This is, you see it as permanent. But if you can view that as waves of pain, waves of emotion, you can remember it's temporary. 
You can let it change you. You can learn from it that you can see the present moment and that moment only. And that is where the deep work comes from. That is where you meet yourself. And so I offer this to you as as to really start to investigate and feel and just offer presence to your pain. I love to do a how is my body exercise. I need to come up with a classier, funnier, cleverer title for that. But I want you to set an alarm on your phone. It can be once a day, can be 20 times a day. And remember to ask yourself the question, how is my body? Where am I? How does my body feel? Am I up here? Are my shoulders up here? Where can I go? And you're just going to bring mindfulness. You're going to feel into that pain. You might want to give it a color. You might want to, you know, do the steps. The steps for feeling our emotions is one, what is it? Locate it. It's that investigated, right? Two is give it a color. You're gonna, you're gonna like, first is name it, locate it, give it a color, sorry, three. So that's the feeling it. And, and work with the emotions. And, and, and four is breathe into it. You're gonna breathe into that space. You're gonna breathe deeply. That's also be present, that third step. And five is you're going to create a new thought on the other side. But sometimes that's not available to us immediately. That takes us a while to get to the new thought. So many of us want to rush through the experiencing, rush through the feeling. Sometimes pain is there. What are we learning from it? What is it teaching us? What are we we doing with that pain? So I just encourage you, if you are someone that experiences physical pain or emotional pain, like how is my body exercise? How is my brain exercise? How are my thoughts exercise? It is available to you. Okay, sweet friends, I'm so grateful for your time, for your understanding, and just for doing and be willing to sit in this, to sit in this, to sit in the moment, to learn and to, and to feel, okay? Thank you. I'll see you next week. Bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.